Um, but we talked about this at the three o'clock hour. Clifton French came on. Um, we've got a scandal with the 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 clerk for St. Joseph County. Okay. So she goes, Rita Glenn, she goes into the absentee ballot room. This is before the last primary election, after hours, okay, the office is closed. She goes into the ballot room. She's not supposed to go into the ballot room by herself. The ballot room is only supposed to be accessed when a Republican and a Democrat representative are there. There's two locks. There's two locks on that door. There's supposed to be one Republican key and two, uh, uh, one Republican key, one Democrat key. The Republicans ended up discovering, I think it was last May, that the Democrats had like seven keys that belonged to the Republican lock. And not acceptable. So the the Democrats have been going into the absentee ballot office. Well, we have Rita Glenn, the clerk for St. Joseph County, going into the absentee ballot office, taking what appears to be ballots out of the absentee ballot office the day before the primary, and throwing what appears to be ballots in the trash. Now, the defense of the Democrats and Rita Glenn, via her attorney, have been all of the ballots were out of the room. Uh, There were no ballots in there. The Republicans were there when all of the ballots were moved out. The Republican Party says, no, we weren't. We were not there when all of the ballots were moved out of that room. What are you talking about? And today, we have new video that is released 10 minutes after Rita Glenn is caught on camera throwing away what appears to be ballots. When there's no ballot supposed to be in the absentee ballot room, another woman comes in, goes into the absentee ballot room, leaves with like five or six boxes of ballots. Now, this is, don't answer, because Alyssa's not supposed to answer, but Alyssa, how is it possible that somebody could pull five or six boxes of ballots out of an absentee ballot room 10 minutes after we're told there's no more ballots left in that room? How is that How is that humanly possible? Are they ghost ballots? Do we have a problem not with just ghost guns, but ghost ballots now? Do they just magically appear? Do we need Scooby-Doo and... All of the woke changes to the Scooby-Doo cast to come in here and figure out what's happening with the ballots. The Democratic Party and Rita Glenn's lawyer said there was no ballots in that room. Yet 10 minutes after she's on tape throwing things in the trash, somebody comes in and takes a bunch of ballots out of that room, which means the Democrats got caught lying. Well, the Republican Party had a press conference today at four o'clock. Joining us right now is Andrew Jones. Go and queue up Andrew Jones, please. Andrew Jones is joining us to tell us uh, what's happening here. Give us some updates on the the ballot situation and also the lawsuit now because the Indiana State uh, Republican Party is is involved in all of this. Andrew, welcome to the show. Uh, hi there. Good afternoon, Casey. How are you? I'm hanging in there. So you guys had a press conference. I obviously wasn't able to watch it. So tell us what the press conference was about and what we are to be, expect here in the near future. Sure. So uh, the press conference was me and Tom Dixon. So Tom Dixon is also an attorney. Uh, He is my client in this case. Uh, He is the Republican appointee on the St. Joseph County Election Board. And it was on his behalf and on behalf of the state and county Republican parties that I sued the election board uh, yesterday afternoon related to the resolution they passed last week, which stripped uh, Republican uh, oversight from our elections, meaning 
Uh, they they took away the, the key from Mr. Dixon, uh, and they gave the key powers solely to Rita Glenn, uh, as well as removing uh, Mr. Dixon's power to review the signatures on absentee ballots to determine whether these were, you know, authentic real signatures or whether they should be discarded. So we, we filed suit uh, based on that resolution that was passed last week to try to stop it from going into effect. Now, and again, Rita Glenn, the clerk who is accused of potential ballot fraud here or tampering, whatever you want to call it, she's one of the votes. She, Rita Glenn was one of the votes. And, uh, you know, Mr. Dixon brought up in the press conference that he uh, publicly last week at the election board hearing said that just as a matter of order, uh, Ms. Glenn should have recused herself from the vote because the vote directly affected, you know, uh, her rights and responsibilities related to the election. But unfortunately, she didn't. And that is what allowed uh, this two to one vote along partisan lines to pass. Yeah, not only did this specifically affect her, but the vote was only happening because of what she has been accused of doing. And again, everybody's innocent until proven guilty, but the the video is pretty darn compelling. How can they vote, though, Andrew? How can they vote to to do this when you've got Indiana Code 311-1010, Section 10, which kind of outlines how this is supposed to be handled? How can they change that with a simple vote by the board? They can't, and that's why we sued. You've said it. You've said you've said it perfectly. Uh, you know, a board can attempt to pass something in violation or in contravention of a law, uh, that, but that is an attempt. And you know, we are filing and asking a judge to stop the enforcement of this resolution because it directly conflicts with Indiana law. So yeah, you've stated that very well. Yeah, when we were covering this before, when the video first came out, and again, we're speaking with Andrew Jones, um, who is an attorney representing the Republican on the election board here. Um, when we when we first started covering this, one of the things that I kept pointing out is Rita Glenn is not allowed to go in this room by herself. The Republicans have to be there. She's she's not supposed to have access. But she had previously let slip that she had a, quote, master key to the Republican Party's lock and the Democratic Party's lock. And she is a Democrat. She's not supposed to have access to the Republican Party's lock. And that's how the whole key scandal even came about, and because of the investigation by the Indiana State Police into the Democrats having upwards of seven keys that can access the Republican lock, that's how this surveillance footage came out. Is that correct? So, uh, you know, I don't represent anyone in that in okay. that part of this. All right. I, I will say, yeah, you know, my, my effort here has been to make sure that the Republican Party, and, and quite frankly, if this, if you apply the rationale that the election board um, you know, has adopted with this resolution. If you apply it in other counties across the state, mm-hmm. that can mean, you know, all Republican control in some counties, all Democrat control in others. You know, the purpose of the lawsuit is is to have Indiana law enforced that says that it doesn't matter the county uh, or who is the clerk or who isn't the clerk or the party. Both parties should always have uh, a seat at the table. But I will ask you this, Casey, um, and I, I don't know if I have, you know, if I have my facts straight here, but if if the Democrats are saying that there were no ballots in that room, yeah, why are they also saying that Ben Horvath committed a crime when he wasn't there to unlock the room? Yeah, I that's don't a, fully understand. Yeah, it, well, and, and they had also previously claimed at the board meeting that the Republican Party was there when all of the ballots were removed from the room anyway. And my sources in the Republican Party say, no, we weren't. What are they talking about? 
So they're all over the place. I, I think, and I think, you know, all of this uncertainty around, you know, who was where at what time with what key, this is the absolute wrong time to take away bipartisan oversight of an election. We have a lot of uncertainty about who was what, doing what, where, and when. Uh, I have no idea why this is the right time to make it one-party rule when it comes to our elections. Well, uh, that, I, that is why that is why we filed suit immediately. Mm-hmm. They passed the resolution Friday, and we filed suit on Monday. Now, I, you can't make the speculation probably as the attorney representing Thomas Dixon here, but I can. The only reason I can think of of why they would want to change the rules, which they can't change Indiana law, because, again, this is statute here. But the other thing is, the only reason that you could do that is to try and, and somehow, some way, say, well, no, the clerk is allowed to do what the clerk wasn't allowed to do last week, but now we changed the rules so the clerk is allowed to do it, and retroactively, it doesn't really matter that they broke the rules back then anyway. There's no ex post facto application of law in the United States of America. It's unconstitutional. But they're trying to say that. Correct. You are you are correct. The U.S. Constitution forbids ex post facto. So does the laws. state. That is exactly right. <laughs> and exactly. And and I that is actually another one of the bases for our lawsuit is that regardless uh, uh, you know of what the decision is going forward, which we're confident um, you know Indiana law is going to be is going to be followed, and this resolution is going to be struck down and enjoined by a judge. Also, you can't just pass something now to exonerate someone for something they may have done, you right. know, in the in the past. Yeah. That that just and I, there's no explanation for it either. There has been no explanation offered for why that was included in the in the resolution. There, there, I have not seen a single explanation for this. Yeah, why would it why would it be needed, or why would it apply if if Rita Glenn, as the Democrats are saying, did not violate Indiana Code three eleven ten ten section ten? If she didn't violate that, then right. what, what would the point of the rule change be? It, it, exactly. I mean, the other thing is, like I said, if there are no ballots in the room, why are they saying Ben Horvath broke the law when he didn't unlock the room? It was an empty room, according to them. Of course, the other it question. Make any? It, it, uh, yeah. The other question that I have is, how did this other lady take five or six boxes of ballots out of the room ten minutes after they said there was no ballots in the room? <laughs> but that's another that's another case. Doesn't really involve what you're saying here. Um, but have you? Again, I realize that you just filed this, and this is not necessarily your job. But I figured I would ask just because of your your proximity to it. Has there been any whispers from the state Democratic Party, like you alluded to earlier? If a county party can just change the rules and suddenly make Indiana statute that is state law vanish and disappear when it comes to access to the absentee ballot room or the lockboxes, depending on the county, I would assume that that would that would put the state Democratic Party in a serious bind because they don't dominate the state of Indiana. The Republicans do. Which means you're going to have the Democratic Party in multiple counties, what, 88 or something like that, I think is the number, around the state of Indiana, who suddenly have no say in how ballots are counted. They can't verify signatures or anything else. And I would assume the Democrats would lose their minds over that. And I'll tell you what, Casey, if if this happened in another county on the other side, I would take that case. Because this case is not, it has partisan implications and there's all of these claims that it's some sort of partisan extremist lawsuit. 
Uh, all I care about is bipartisan supervision of our elections, no matter what, no, no matter which party is in the majority or in the minority. We, we're supposed to be building confidence in the integrity of our elections. And, you know, decisions like this that strip power away from one party just because of the other party's minority status, I can't see how that builds confidence in our elections. And that is why I'm hopeful that this lawsuit is successful and we restore bipartisan oversight to our local elections in St. Joseph County. Yeah, at no point in our history should should we have had an issue like this, but certainly with the way that elections have been challenged and people have been skeptical over the past several election cycles obviously it's not just 2020 we can't have a situation where only one political party can verify signatures or can count absentee ballots or have access to them because nobody will trust the outcome of any election going forward you're absolutely right andrew jones again is representing republicans in this lawsuit against the uh, election board's so-called rule change which is trying to change indiana statute which of course they cannot do Best of luck in the lawsuit. I hope to talk to you in the future about any new developments. I appreciate your time, Casey. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. You too. You too. Andrew Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I, I have to reiterate this. This is so important. for. I know I'm late, but I have to reiterate this. This isn't like each political party gets to set up their own rules for their caucuses or the primaries. This isn't that. Indiana law, 3 one 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 zero. One zero section 10 spells out how absentee ballots are to be handled. And the St. Joseph County election board is saying, no, we're going to handle them any way that we want in violation of Indiana state law. That's what that vote was the other day. And they are doing it in my opinion to try and cover for the, the County clerk, Rita Glenn, who appears to be breaking the law on camera. We got more coming up. News Talk 953, Michiana's news channel.